0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Russ and Matt. No appointment necessary. I'm Russ, and with me, as always, is Matt. Hi Matt. How
1: are we doing, Russ? You okay? I'm great. How are you? Excited and nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Tell big them day why. Today. It's a big one, the biggest one. This is our FA Cup final, isn't it? Really? This is.
0: Actually, no, it's more like the semi-final because if this goes well and we get
1: listeners and followers, then that's our final. Correct. This we... kind of, if we mess this up, it's uh, oh, this is what we could have had. We've sort of gone through the early rounds, beat the Minnows, and now we're here in the semi-final. Yeah, we mess it up, we go home. Tell them why.
0: We've got a big interview.
1: Our first interview with Joe Bangles, the cheese guy of Twitter. He, and do you know what? Yeah, when Because we, we agreed a few weeks ago that we should add a guest, and uh, this guy caught my eye. Like, he's probably caught everyone's eye on Twitter that follows anyone of any relevance. So I messaged him on the off chance, seeing if he'd join us and he said yes. And when we announced to Twitter that he was joining us, my God, it's blowing up, hasn't it, Russ? Yeah. We asked the not- questions thinking, oh, we might get one or two. We've got loads. We have.
0: It's been absolutely fantastic. And thank you to everyone who submitted a question. From like you said, this is our semi-final and uh, we know if, we, if it goes wrong and we do a bad interview because our 28 Twitter followers will drop like a bomb ticking down. They went up really quick. And they did. We, we need to keep them.
1: Yeah, we do. So we know that you're, you're here for Joe Bangles. He's what's drawn your attention to us. And the two scenarios we have, Russ, is what we hope is either A, you'll like us as much as him, or B, best case scenario, you like us more and stick around.
0: <laughs> That's it. And if it goes really well, He'll be our Stephen Mulhern to our <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he could be. Uh, it could be a regular appearance. Yeah, we be kind of like, you know, a family guy who's got the uh, the weatherman. They bring him up and they ask him a question. They say, what's the weather like? It's going to rain. <laughs> kind of have, I see Joe Bangles as being, what cheese are you eating today, Joe?
1: I'm eating brie. And then that's <laughs> it. we just get yeah. rid of him. So anyway, Russ, when I invited Joe, obviously with his cheese celebrity exploits, is that the right way of putting it? In it? I thought that'd be plenty to talk about, but doing my research, which is what apparently you should do when you interview someone, I've unearthed a few conspiracies about him, which I'm really looking forward to talking about. They are insane. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of all that. I mean, honestly, I I just hope they're not true.
0: Well, end of the day. If after the podcast, me and you turn up dead and it looks like a suicide, then we know he
1: was an MI5 well, agent. Well, we won't because we'll be dead, but our family hopefully will so they can get justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
0: we're going to so we're gonna do the interview soon, but we're just going to do our usual thing. We're going to have a bit of a chat about food and drink and wine and just I'll throw out some facts
1: and some uh, some delicacies of countries that you might find strange. Entertaining <laughs> facts for us. Not, we're not going to be talking like Lloyd Grossman about food. No, it's not going to be, did you
0: realise that hot dogs have 20% pigeon? You know, we're going to be. And <laughs> yeah. then we'll move on to the interview, what you've all really come to listen to.
1: That's it. But we've got to get you there first. So we're going to try and warm you up. Yeah. And try and win your affection on the way. That's it.
0: And if you do, and just before we start, you know, look out for us on Twitter. We're, we're at no underscore appointment. And if you want to get in touch with us, just to give an email at rust.matt dot no appointment at gmail.com
1: you're getting quite good at that now oh it's rock hard i really struggle i know for a morphograph <laughs> yeah. see episode three to understand that joe you're getting <laughs> you've made leaps and bounds you've come on so yeah well done right shall we start let's let's
0: go so i think the first question with food and drink we should really ask each other and this is a common question that i think probably everyone's asked their friends or whoever if you're on death row
1: what would your last meal be well first of all if i was on death row it would most likely be your fault <laughs> yeah. okay so i'd probably want to have, have a, a bit of revenge so probably your liver <laughs> and um i'd probably get your partner charlotte to cook it because i hear she's a good cook She's a professional. She's a very good cook. Yeah.
0: Well, she's yeah, she's a professional chef, so I don't all catering business. So, yeah, she'd be quite good. Hence why I've put all this weight on during lockdown.
1: <laughs> I'm not... You're not sort of nabbing any brownie points off me, though. It wasn't you that told me she was a good cook. It was Ronnie. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, he was invited round.
1: Yeah. Where was my invite? <laughs> Did you not get it? I never get anything. Never that's get nothing. True. But, uh, yeah, because...
0: Charlotte's the type of person where she takes offence if you don't want to eat. So, like on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning, she's like, "Oh, do you want a bacon sandwich?" I'm like, "No, just just my cereal." Why? Why do you want bacon sandwich? Because I just want cereal. Okay. I, want, I, I, evening I, time, I, do you want this to eat? No, I'm like, why? Why? She's like, she take if she takes personal offence if you don't want to eat. I'd be offended if you would rather have cereal than a bacon sandwich. I know, but sometimes you just want cereal, don't you? You know, like I used to say, it's lockdown. I haven't been to the gym. I'm putting the weight back on. Although, to be fair, the gym, my gym is actually opening on Monday to do outdoor sessions, and I cannot wait because I need to shift the weight I've put on. But, you know, yeah, sometimes you just want cereal. You don't always need, like, a gourmet-style lunch and tea every time.
1: Gourmet bacon sandwich. Oh, you should try them. They're good. You've landed me. on your feet, you have, again. Big big style. Yeah. Big style. So, go on. What was your last meal be? Death Death row. Oh wow! Um, I'd probably want the TGI Fridays ribs with the Jack Daniels honey glaze. Really? Yeah, and and their fries. I, yeah, right? I know it's it's not anything exotic, but that's what I like. That's yeah, yeah. What about yourself? See, I always think that my perfect day would be
0: English. Fry up for breakfast, Can I just McDonald's cut in for lunch. There, yeah,
1: it's, it's your last day on death row. It's not going to be a perfect day. <laughs> know, yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> but I think it'd have to be. There's a Chinese in a town called Keswick near where I'm from, and they do hilly, hilly, honey and chili ribs, and it's absolutely delicious. So I just want to be lord of that. And the um, lucky lettuce that they do, I'd,
1: I'd want that. So basically. We've got to hope that this death row camp or whatever it's called. Prison. Prison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think
0: it's a camp. Hopefully. Like one of those summer camps that they have in America. <laughs> what are you? I'm going to a math camp. What are you
1: going to? I'm this, going to death row camp. This one time? A death row camp? <laughs> <laughs> I got arrested for murder. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what they've got to have an account with TGIs and a Chinese from Keswick, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's just probably try not to go on death row and we we'll won't ever have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, but okay, I, I, that's,
1: that's a good... I get the uh, the meaning of the question. It is a common question. So, do you want some food facts? That's why I come here every week, Russ, for your facts. So, yes, I do.
0: Bird saliva is actually an expensive delicacy.
1: Bird saliva.
0: And guess which country that's from.
1: I don't want to be accused of going for stereotypes, but I'm going to say China.
0: China, correct. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Do you think it was bat saliva that's got us where we are now?
0: No idea. I don't want to get killed, so let's just move on.
1: Well, we're going to get killed later anyway. We're talking to an MI5 agent, but... (laughs) Yeah, true. Do you want another one? Of course I do.
0: Your food is allowed to contain traces of insects.
1: Allowed to? Yeah. What, by food standard agencies or just your body yeah. allows it to? What do you mean yeah. by allowed to?
0: For example, chocolate would only ever be investigated once it reaches 60 or or more insect fragments per 100 grams. Anything below that level is considered okay. For peanut butter, the level is set at 30 insect fragments per 100 grams. Wow.
1: Yeah. Hello, bulimia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Here's one that will make pretty much everyone happy, especially me. Chocolate is as healthy as fruit. Not having it. Researchers suggested that chocolate can be just as good as your fruit. In tests that compared dark chocolate with fruit juices made from blueberries and pomegranate dark chocolate was found to be higher in disease fighting antioxidants
1: I have heard that dark chocolate's good for
0: you I do like dark chocolate man. I'm kind of good at it. I was up and they say something like um, salty caramel Johnny's Chocology would be good as fruit juice but obviously you no know, Johnny's Chocology is that a thing it's a really nice chocolate bite
1: that must it's be a, that must be a Cheshire thing I've never heard of that yeah.
0: well, well I think Charlie got it through the magazine <laughs> But there's also some bad news on the back of that. Chocolate supplies may run out. How? Demand from emerging markets such as China, India, Indonesia, Brazil and Russia mean there aren't enough, oh my God, ca- cacao, C-A-C-A-O trees to meet demand and that possibly a supply shortfall could be
1: on the way. Just to um, drift back a couple of episodes rough. Why don't you use facts that you can read? Because <laughs> I wouldn't sound as clever. <laughs> but you're not. Yeah, that's true. So I don't want to bring up the uh, the ghosts of the morphographs once again. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm upset enough. I'm getting uh, hate mail. <laughs> So there was a couple of little interesting facts for you about food. Probably your most interesting ones, yeah, really. I'm have I, I, I'm shocked about the insects and the chocolate, really am. So I've got
0: a list of delicacies from around the world, and you have to try and tell me what countries you think they're from.
1: Yeah, Sam. okay.
0: I'll upset a few more countries, well, right, let's go. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll upset someone, and they'll be that mad, they'll want to hear what we've said, so they'll listen to the episode, and we get motions, yeah.
1: Good, good tactic. Good, ta- it works for <laughs> <with> Katie Hopkins,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's
1: awful, she's absolutely
0: disgusting, right? Here we go. Number one, easy one for you bird's nest soup.
1: China again,
0: yep. Are they all China before we no, carry on? Okay, just that one, okay. You wouldn't necessarily think that a bird's nest would be edible, but the Chinese use Swift's Nest to make this soup, known as the caviar of the East. Oh.
1: So, there you go. If it can be eaten, they'll do it. Yep, as, as we're currently finding out, three months yeah. into lockdown.
0: Number two, fried tarantulas. Who do you think eats that?
1: I'm going to say Mexico. Nope, that's from Cambodia. Oh. Nowhere near? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, third one, you should get this one, being a big Simpsons fan. Pufferfish. Japan. Yes. The episode where he has 24 hours to live.
1: Oh, that was. I had a bad dream about that after I watched that.
0: But you've got to be careful with this. Although it's a delicacy, it, it, I say it could kill you. The deadly pufferfish, or fugu, is the ultimate delicacy in Japan, even though its skin and insides contain the poisonous toxin tetradoxin, which is 1250 times stronger than cyanide. I mean, that's why would you risk eating that? You wouldn't. I mean, it's not it's, to me that's not worth the risk. I mean, what if the chef's having a bad day or he can't be asked or he's tired? If he's all that'll do,
1: I'm not sure the chef needs to be the problem here. I well, think yeah, even be... if it was perfectly prepared, if the odds aren't in your favour. I mean, that, that's right.
0: In, to be fair, in Japan, only expert chefs in licensed restaurants are allowed to prepare it. And uh, you're only supposed to try it at licensed restaurants. But 15 people died in Thailand when the fish was decar- declared illegal and people started dyeing it pink and passing it off as salmon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. That's> God. <laughs> oh, But yeah, like someone said to you, oh, we've got um, nice cod and chips. Or fugu. I think I'd always go for the cotton chips. Oh, well, definitely now, yeah. But then saying that, if someone did offer me I'd maybe want to try it.
1: I don't know. I've been to Japan. But I can Mm. see
0: how you've ended up on death row now.
1: (laughs) What, because I fed someone fugu? (laughs) (laughs) That you said, give that to your mum, Matt. She'll (laughs) love it. (laughs) Okay, so the next one. Fertilised eggs. I've heard this. Hold up. Oh, oh, god. Um, south, um, somewhere in South America, maybe. Yeah, the Philippines. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) this Filipino dish called balut isn't unlike a chocolate kinder surprise. These eggs harbor a surprise, although it's not a plastic toy, but rather a chance to eat your chicken and your egg at the same time. Which came first? The balut. Okay. Here we are. Actually, this one that I'm just about to read you doesn't really sell well for my holiday because I'm actually supposed to be going here in September. Maggot cheese.
1: Well, I know where you're going on holiday, so Italy. Sardinia, which is Italy, but yeah. There's no need to go all technical on me. But I'm actually going to try this one if I get to go in September. Is it, Maggot cheese. It's not going to kill you though, is it?
0: This what, sardinia what? cheese is riddled with insect larvae, casu marazoo means rotten cheese and is most commonly referred to as maggot cheese it's now being banned for health reasons but can still be found for sale on the black market in sardinia and other parts of italy so maybe i won't
1: be trying well from what you said earlier it's no different to having a dairy milk
0: i suppose yeah well it depends how many parts per hundred here but yeah Yeah.
1: true there we go
0: next one puffing heart this isn't too weird to me because when we were in Brazil, we did try chicken heart, so this does not But then puffins are cute,
1: so... I'm going to go somewhere unlikely. Probably going to be... I'm going to say Sweden or something like that. Ooh, this is your closest one yet. Iceland. Do you know what? God's honest truth. Yeah. If I wasn't going to say Sweden, I'd have said Iceland. So sometimes referred to as the
0: clown of the ocean or sea parrot, the puffin with its coloured beak and clumsy behaviour is considered an adorable bird. The sight of a puffin flapping its wings and jumping from a cliff to generate enough lift to become airborne is enough to make anyone go, oh Iceland, however, sees the seabirds as a source of substance <laughs> for Icelanders on the island
1: for centuries. That was like a Attenborough documentary then. You know when they paint this lovely picture of these cute animals and you see them get mauled by a lion? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you you took me on a lovely journey there. I was just imagining this puffin, I was thinking oh, that's lovely. And then you just killed it. Hunters break their necks, skin oh, them, and oh, eat God. their fresh heart raw <laughs> while it's still warm
0: As traditional Icelandic delicacy. <laughs> okay, Have right, we... Matt. Yeah, let's introduce our guest. <laughs> yes, let's
1: please. Let's on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things discussed on this podcast, Russ, I really hope that isn't true about the Puffins in Iceland.
0: Yeah, the same, but unfortunately I think it is. Oh. In fact, it is true, Matt.
1: Well, if it is true, I think we need to start some sort of campaign to boycott Iceland. Well, to be fair, I've been boycotting Iceland
0: since I started using Kerry for the rads and the <laughs> horse meat. Well, saying that, that's are pretty much the same
1: thing, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Kerry was on the list of our next guest. Well, yeah, our first guest, yeah. Depending how this goes, possibly our only
0: guest And now is our interview with Twitter sensation, retired cheesemonger Joe Bangles, how are you
2: Joe? Yeah, very well, thank you Hi Matt, hi Ross
0: How are you doing Joe? How are you doing? Yeah, very well So before we start I just want to clear up some conspiracy theories And get these out the way These are things that have dogged your career for months And we want honest answers, No
2: problem, honesty from the start
0: (laughs) Right Is your Twitter an MI5 cheese campaign to distract the public from Boris Johnson's comments on staying alert?
2: I heard that theory, but it was actually written down as the M15, so I wasn't sure if it was a motorway conspiracy or not. (laughs) But no, I can (laughs) honestly say I have no government affiliation whatsoever.
1: See, this is what we were worried about, Joe, because when we read MI5, we thought, what if we are killed and made to look like we've killed ourselves?
2: Well, I wouldn't go for two guys that have been in the Royal Navy, to be fair. So you would be very low down on the list.
1: <laughs> you didn't listen to the last episode then, Joe, because we are we are the opposite oh. of what you would think the military
2: are. <laughs> I think you were yeah. overselling the ineptitude, like you say, sort of. Um, yeah. If Hamas and Hezbollah came, I don't think the Royal Navy would be the uh, the first people <laughs> they would go for. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, God, then, Russ, what other conspiracies have you on earth? So is it a UK government campaign to distract Piers Morgan from asking interesting questions of government ministers?
2: Well, if it was, that conspiracy would have ended about a week ago since he replied. So no, I can put that one to bed.
0: (laughs) Okay. Joe Bangles is not just an ordinary cheesemonger, but a high flyer at the milk marketing board.
2: No, not at all. No, I'll get a free pint of semi-skimmed. But beyond that, there's, there's no golden handshakes.
0: A gov poll to find out what time celebrities are most likely to answer questions?
2: No, not at all. Although I would say 6pm based on the
0: replies I've had. Oh, that sounds like a poll answer, if ever I heard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a social engineering campaign devised to lure celebrities into a false sense of security and reveal passwords and information to hackers?
2: Um, I can't divulge any information regarding that question. I'm afraid I'm going to have to pass on that.
1: <laughs> okay. well the thing is when i read that one i thought unless the celebrity i mean i'm not going to give too much password details away but none of mine are cheese based
2: i love so. the fact that they think i would lull them into a full sense of security by saying do you like cheese and then say what is your salt code and account number <laughs> yeah. it might work it sort of has put ideas in my head to be completely honest with you that is now going to be my follow-up question
1: so this is how you're going to make money from it then, Joe? Just rinse Yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs>
2: Just minor well that, means,
0: well, that means we're co conspirators and I don't really want to go to prison. <laughs>
1: It'd be a good story, though. As long as we don't end up on death, row.
2: Right? Yeah, I can imagine on D-Wing. What are you in for? Don't ask.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it a Cambridge
0: Analytica campaign to monitor celebrity followers to feed this information to Facebook?
2: It is nothing to
0: do with Cambridge Analytica, I'm happy to say. The final one. This is the one I hope is true. Is it a market, marketing campaign by Nick Park prior to the new release of the Wallace and Gromit movie? I wish
2: it was. I'm an absolute sort of massive fan of the Wallace and Gromit. I tried to get Hardman animation to vote for yesterday's last sixteen round with Wensleydale, but unfortunately no no diet, I'm afraid. So no affiliation there.
1: Well
0: well there we are. I'm then. glad we've
1: That's cleared them up. Now, we're, well, now we've cleared them up, Russ, we can get on with the rest of this knowing full well that all these conspiracies are just them, conspiracies. Yep. Uh, before we start, Jo, um, Elaine
0: DeHaan Elaine from Twitter has asked me to say hello from her and her little girl, and she says you're an absolute legend and a gentleman.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Hello, and thank you very much. I think, yeah, little girl's Isabella. know much appreciated.
0: There we go. So, Joe, now we've gotten to the bottom of those conspiracy theories, um, where did the idea for your, this Twitter sensation start from where did it come from well and what made you start
2: it it's a strange one really because like most good ideas it usually involves copious amounts of whiskey and boredom so it was that sort of heady cocktail of too much alcohol and very little to do um Mm -hmm. i had no interest in setting up a a cheese based account it was just a normal twitter account where i would probably end up being one of those people that chimes into political debates with no sort of qualifications but um no i just asked Alan Sugar, one evening, about eight weeks ago, what is his favourite cheese? But I referred to him as Sugar Tits, which I thought, sort of referring to (laughs) Lord Alan (laughs) I said, Sugar Tits, what's your favourite cheese? Half inebriated and for some reason, 30 seconds later he replied with ultra mature cheddar
1: That is fantastic Quite
2: quite the surprise, but I thought, okay, Um, rather surprising that he answered, I'll ask somebody else and then I, I added John Cleese this was the first day I joined Twitter, I added John Cleese and then he came back with a an answer and then it kind of just snowballed from there really
1: and, um, tell us who else has been added to this list joe cuz it's quite an impressive resume you've got
2: it's a weird one cuz people often ask me to ask other people then i have to tell them that i've already got their reply there's there's around about 400 replies i've got so far probably 90% of the comedians on the british comedy circuit there's there's some royalty in there I've, we've got um we've got a uh, is it Charles Spencer? Um Diana's um, younger oh, brother. Diana's brother yeah. So the future yeah, yeah. the future uncle of the King of England and obviously Queen Elizabeth wow. II's godson is on there. We've got astronaut Tim Peak a couple of days ago. So I think there isn't really an industry we've not got cheese information from.
0: That's fantastic. And did you think did you ever think it would blow up and be this popular? I mean, you've got thousands of followers now
2: on Twitter oh it's yeah it, to be fair it's it's absolutely ridiculous yeah you know I mean sort of nine weeks ago a board question a snowboard into obviously speaking to your good selves sort of I done a cheese quiz on radio one with Ricky Melvin and Charlie talk radio <laughs> a week before that put me on the spot and asked me to do personality profiling so he was saying also oh, if you if you like a, a nice aged Gouda, what would that say about you? And I'm sitting there on the spot thinking, to be honest with you, mate, I have no idea, but I'm having to just, <laughs> I'm having to just sort of make up waffle on the spot on the radio off of the back of this. And then Gloria sure. again tweets at two in the morning asking me that she likes sort of mozzarella sticks. So it's all <laughs> a bit bizarre. It's like a weird cheese dream, if I'm being honest.
1: I was going to say you could possibly be D-List now, but after some of them names, I'm probably going to say C-List. Are there any oh, plans to I'm, go in the jungle at the end of the year, Joe, if social distancing allows
2: it? To be fair, I, I think we would be big brother first. So that's oh. the sort of level I'm thinking.
1: <laughs>
2: but, you, but no, I, 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 don't, I don't think... To be fair, to but I'll, yeah, I'll, if somebody's kind enough to ask you a, a question sort of, or invite you on to a show as good as yourselves, then yeah, you've, you've got to be polite enough to say yes. I'm just sort of... Eight weeks ago, I never had a, a Twitter profile on now. I've got people...
0: No, well, we really appreciate it, John. So tell us about your World Cup that you started as well. I mean, that's been absolutely brilliant. There was one today that you put on, and it was Brie versus Halloumi. And I couldn't answer it because I love both of them. Um, So tell us about that. This has been absolutely brilliant.
2: I'm just glad that I haven't got a vote myself because a lot of people sort of say that I'm trying to sway the vote if I I retweet celebrities one way or the other. But no, as, as we stand, as recording is now, we've just over... Two and a half thousand votes, and we've got 36 followers basically swaying the vote between one to the other between Halloumi and Brie. So, yeah, it's I, I didn't think this is how I would be spending most of my evenings to be completely honest with you, but I'm um, I'm glad that I am. It's um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what else to do with it after asking probably upwards of six thousand celebrities over the course of eight weeks what their favorite cheese was. I thought, well, it may be worth doing something with it, and as the followers went up, I thought it might be interesting to do like a, a little World Cup of cheese, expecting about 50 to 100 votes a day, but sometimes it goes up to about yes. 4,000 people kindly enough to, uh, yeah, to tell me they like cheddar.
1: I've got a really important question about this World Cup, Joe, and it's a scenario you may find yourself in the morning. What are you going to do if it's 50-50 split?
2: Well, thankfully, it goes down to the minutiae. I can separate you by, if it's exactly 50-50... Then whoa, that's a good question, actually, because it will tell you to the percent you will say fifty point one. If it's fifty point one and forty-nine point yeah. nine, I'm gonna to have to go with the vote. There is this isn't Brexit. Oh no,
0: you can't there's gonna be you can't do that, Joe. I'm just gonna say it'll be another Brexit on our
2: hands. People <laughs> saying that they've not read the manifesto properly. That, <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna the, I'm gonna if it's 50-50, then I'm probably just gonna have to flick a coin. That's where the Lee rigging accusations
1: go tenfold, then Joe, isn't it? I mean you've had a few already.
2: Oh well, yeah. To be fair, some of the some of the feedback has been less than positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you say that you you find in your evenings doing your Twitter. So what what were you doing before this? I mean, are you really an ex cheese Or well, you, what what who is your?
2: It's the same way, you know, at the bottom of a CV when you're going for a job interview. Under interest, some people will put playing the piano. In the <laughs> in the hope that nobody's going to sort of bring out a Steinway and ask you to play Chostakovich. Um, this one's yeah. kind of come back and bite a little bit. Um, I was a cheesemonger in the sense that I sold cheese between 2006 and 2008. That'll so do. We've got us. a two-year gap on the TV, but that's good enough.
1: No, I it would is say, yeah, because it? technically
2: my worry Joe,
1: Joe, my worry, Joe, was that all this was an illusion. It's <laughs> sort of like you know, with Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah, like we don't. Superman doesn't want to. We don't want you to not be a cheesemonger. So
2: No, well I used to I'm sell glad cheese, I got eat copious amounts of it. Yeah, it's definitely in there. That's that's definitely not a blag. Brilliant. There is a big blag, which kind of very few people have asked, and I kind of feel bad to admit it, but um as I'm as I've already started this sentence, I must finish. But um yeah, Joe Bangles isn't actually my name. So that is the facade. Clark Kenton Superman was a, a good analogy because that is my alias.
1: Uh well, we what? no, we no, no! Don't ruin it for us, Joe. You, Joe, Bang.
2: In that case, edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> I'll have people. To, they'll be, they'll be marching.
1: <laughs> oh, we don't. We we were hoping that the uh, conspiracy would unearth the controversies, but this is just blowing it up now, Joe. We've got a lot. Well, of people
2: I thought we would realise, but. I thought people would realize because I signed a few sort of messages, Mr. Joe Bangles. And I thought, well, if anybody knows Mr. Joe, oh, sorry, yeah, Mr. Joe Bangles, <laughs> as opposed to Mr. Bojangles, I thought it was a reasonably obvious spoonerism. <laughs> but then I'm on radio and people are going, oh, hi, Joe Joe. And I'm like,
1: okay, I'll just go with it. Let's just okay. remember, Joe, with all that's going on at the moment, there's a lot of people whose intelligence isn't quite what you think it would be. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, based on, so, yeah, like I say, based on some of the replies I've had sort of guessing what cheese is code for, that's probably a, a good description.
1: One thing that I have noticed, Joe, because I do follow you quite intensely, is you do seem to somehow upset a few people just by asking that question. How, how do you deal with those people? Because I don't know how you can get angry with someone asking Ricky Gervais what his favourite cheese is, but somehow people manage.
2: Oh, the... I suppose it's very sort of popular now to get offended on other people's behalf or just be angry generally. It used to be a personality trait, but now it's a hobby. It is So, a hobby. Just, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm for certain ones I sort of put my hands up to. I don't always read the tweet that I'm replying to because you kind of have to reply quickly to get in there to see if you can get a reply. So if I'm putting what's your favourite cheese on sort of a, a Black Lives Matter issue or a very sort of COVID-19 death rate issue, then I can appreciate where, yeah, tactfulness <laughs> doesn't doesn't always necessarily kick in, but I always delete those messages and apologise, because I'm not I, there to offend anybody, but...
1: I was going to say to you, Joe, I think I mentioned it to Russ when we were discussing Avenue, I said one thing I do love about him is he does not care what the subject is he's asking that question <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, generally political leaning or personal opinion, because some people say, oh,
2: how could you ask that monster what his favourite cheese was, and I'm like, I really don't care what your beliefs are, if you're Atheist, religious, Tory, sort of, yeah, it really doesn't matter. I just want to know the cheese question.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But people make hard work of it, don't they?
2: Oh, yeah, especially when you get called a nonce for asking somebody because they think cheese is a conspiracy (laughs) theory for liking little girls. That's kind of a sort of a bizarre twist of the evening, but...
0: (laughs) Well, that was one of the uh, conspiracy questions that we, we weren't sure to ask him. and we decided not to because we didn't want to start with, are you a nonce and then just the <laughs> <and> then... <laughs>
2: Well, I would have been happy to um, to, yeah, to, to answer that in the and negative. At least we
1: gave you a platform to defend yourself, Joe. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, there have been a lot of people asking
2: the question since okay. people started putting hashtag Pizzagate on their replies. And I, I Googled it and sort of, you know, when you Google something and you wish after about five seconds that you didn't bother. Yeah. It was very much in that sort yeah. of
1: uh, territory. I always thought Pizzagate mm-hmm. was that pizza fight between Man United and Arsenal personally, but I know differently now.
2: Oh, I thought Domino's had a clash with sort of Pizza Hut and something was going down, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: But you've also got some imitations as well. I've noticed there's a guy doing the exact same thing for so crisps and someone else is trying to do it for biscuits, I think, and yeah, there's been, I, know, there's been,
2: about, yeah, there's been uh, I think, three or four sort of imitations. The guy who's doing the Crisp stuff, he's a guy called Neil, and he kindly messaged me and said, oh, um, I'd like to do the same thing with Crisp if I've got a problem with it, which I thought was extremely sweet because, let's be fair, nobody's got a monopoly on asking <laughs> questions randomly <laughs> yeah. to uh, to celebrities, as if I would say, no, actually, I think you find it's only me that can ask Piers Morgan if he's got a favourite or anything. So, uh, no, it's it's, it's quite... Flattering to a degree. Some of them will obviously be more successful than others because there was one that was, what is your favourite meal deal? Now, I don't know if they know what Pink and Barack Obama usually do with their evenings, but Tesco meal deal probably isn't too high up on their little thing to do. <laughs>
0: Have you got any any uh, thoughts of branching out to asking other questions or are you just going to stick with the cheese?
2: I think it's better the devil you know. I, f- I feel like I've got a niche and i
1: will be better off sticking in my uh, wheelhouse, so to speak sometimes them second albums don't quite go as well as the first. Oh, they, but,
2: uh, they very rarely do. No, if I start asking, other to be fair, I think there was a few times I've, I've, I usually give myself one non-cheese-related tweet of the day, which is, I kind of have to prefix it with that, because I often get not abuse, but I get sort of friendly followers that say, look, oh, Joe, just stick to cheese, mate. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's not start getting into political debates or mentioning that you like football, because even you know, the team that I support, West Ham United, blocks me because I asked what their favourite cheese was, so Oh, you're there really? Well it's Joe emotional. you're
1: welcome to join me at Aston Villa I'm sure they'd tell you what your favourite cheese is
2: I'll ask them as soon as I hang up from this lovely podcast Jens. Don't worry
1: That's brilliant No, B, 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 F, Matt, Joe ask Carlisle United We need the publicity and the That's fans That's true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We just need three points Joe And if, if that question can get us and Which it won't Then you might as well just go to Carlisle and help Russ out
2: No problem we Will do
0: Right, Joe. I've got a couple of um. As you know, on Twitter, we asked a couple of the uh, of your followers to ask to submit some questions. So we've got a couple of questions from Twitter followers, if you don't mind. Sure thing. So we've got the first one is from Sam, and he says, "Which is the best celebrity cheese response you've ever received, and whose response do you most still want?"
2: Oh, tough one. Who's the best celebrity? Well, it, I suppose the celebrity replies. The funniest one will always be John Cleese, I think. But he replied with sort of a couple of options and then ended it with Venezuelan beaver cheese, which isn't to be Googled. But um, <laughs> yeah, beaver cheese without your safe search on will make you lose a lot of sleep. Um, but yeah, John Cleese was very good. Um, a big hero of mine is sort of, I like sort of physics. Brian Cox and Stephen Fry were very big replies. Um, yeah. I, di- I didn't realize I needed this person's cheese reply until today when I realized that they were on Twitter. The Dalai Lama tweets. Who knows that he's got a Twitter account, right. but if the Dalai Lama tells me that he likes see them, I think I'll just quit a while on the head. That would probably be the <laughs> thing to do. Or Pope Francis. I often compliment him on his hat, go in with a nice little complimentary comment, and then slip the cheese question in, but I don't think he really replies to, uh, to replies.
0: Well, what you want to do, The uh, what was the other Pope? Pope Benedict the XVI. Yeah. He's still around. Tweet him, see if you get a response off him. There might be a, bit he's a probably, rivalry.
2: He's probably not busy these days.
0: Yeah, get him going.
2: No, I'll, I'll go for it. But yeah, they would probably so the be the one. best one.
0: So the next one's from Dave Cohen. Um, what's your favourite beer?
2: Oh, um, this is controversial, but I'm not particularly a big beer drinker. Um, I suppose um, Bitburger's very nice. I also like beer and moretti, but yeah, whiskey is usually my
1: go-to. Which is why you're here.
2: Yeah, apologies for anybody who obviously loves beer and now hates me. And so it'd be interesting to see the people that unfollows. I'm not having that. Not beer drinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got one from Gaz. What is Mrs. Bangle's name? Please be brief.
2: Ah, unfortunately, uh, unnamed. Okay, as in doesn't she exist. No, I mean as, as, as they don't exist. Not as not in the fact that they're sort of unwilling. Oh, right. Okay. No, they were, they were so disliked at birth that they decided now we won't name this <laughs> one. Call <laughs> this nameless. Just leave it. What should we call now? Leave it, Mick.
0: And we've got Nicola Palmer. Dead or alive, who would you invite to a cheese party if you could, and why? And she's from Bristol.
2: Oh, um, i will go for people that are alive. Awesome. Yeah, I can only apologize. Was actually... That was such a <laughs> that was such a poor attempt of humour. And then I, I thought I would give it a second to see if a little kitter comes in, but without a single chuckle, I thought I'd actually yeah, I'm so ashamed of myself, Joe,
1: because <laughs> I thought you'd misunderstood the question. Oh, <laughs> as well. And then I thought, oh damn. And then I the no. joke. After
0: the a... Oh. Yeah. Let's just leave let's just leave it at that. Leave <laughs> it at that. This is the reason
2: I stick to the cheese questions, because as soon as <laughs> I try to drop a joke in that people just yeah, it doesn't go down well. <laughs> Thing is, it was a good joke. I
1: think me and Russ are at fault for being so stupid not to get it, people it,
2: but... this Cockney Dallard I've called. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> No, I,
1: we'll just
0: leave it as that. Nicola Palmer, he wants people who are alive at his party. It's as simple <laughs> as
1: that. And sorry for not getting the joke, Joe. No, not at all. To be fair, no, not at all. I'm just sitting
2: here blushing bright red because yeah, no,
1: nah. I don't think any of the three of us are going to come off too good after that one. Yeah, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> and finally, we've got one from Lisa Harding. If you could eat cheese anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh,
2: to be fair, this is very much a, a, lo- a sort of a geography question over cheese. The, I would probably pick the nicest place in the world and just happen to be eating cheese there. I don't. There will be no correlation between the two, but um, Bora Bora looks extremely nice and out of my price range. So yeah, I would like to be on French French Polynesia. And um, yeah, I suppose the cheese of choice would probably be either a black bomber cheddar, maybe a Cornish yarg, but in that weather, cheese in 35 degrees is probably not the one. I I picked a
1: couple of uh, questions up yesterday, Joe. Just a couple more to finish on. From Chuck Dangleberry, vegan macaroni and cheese. Can it be done? well you know what i mean
2: it can be done should it be done i think is the question we should be asking there you know? <laughs> um it it can be done but let's be fair if you're going to get into vegan cheeses generally speaking just just
1: just leave it alone yeah leave I, it alone. I agree and yeah. uh, lucy who, who if you're needs-
2: giving up dairy give it up yeah you know i mean let's not go let's not go for plastics and sort of intermelted stuff i know that, that's a quite a controversial thing to say for all the vegan followers that might be there but as the, the vegan turnout, I've got quite a lot of abuse for pitting two vegan cheeses up against each other.
1: <laughs> well, I, I thought that, to be honest, because uh, I feel like you're letting a lamb into the slaughter into the next round. Yeah. I'm not sure which vegan cheese won not but I don't think he stands a chance against his real cheese rival in the next round, if I'm honest, Joe. Yeah.
2: No, I completely agree. I think I was just trying to be—I don't know whether they say—is it woke? Is that the terminology? I was trying to be inclusive and modern, but I think that
1: backfired. Maybe you should have just put them in either end of the bracket against the top two seeds and just, <laughs> put just them knock them, them out, Yeah. And we've had the question here from Lucy, and the reason this question caught my eye is because of the, her intelligent Twitter handle, which is L U C Y, which obviously spells Lucy, but spelt U C Y, if you know what I mean. Oh. You'll have to, uh, but the question, have you ever sat in just your pants and eaten cheese?
2: I would say that would probably be always the preferred option. I did, Yeah, very rarely
0: clothed when I'm eating
2: cheese, to be honest.
0: Brilliant. So, Joe, we do have one question, but we don't want to steal your niche. So we're going to reword it so you can't sue us. If you could only eat one cheese for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Oh, it would probably be... Um, the uh, black—I know cheddar is quite a, a boring answer, but black bomber cheddar by the um, Snowdonia Cheese Company would probably be my go-to everyday cheese. My and if there's up, yeah. I would like commission. My
1: <laughs> my um, yeah. my fear now, Joe, is that if cheddar does win the World Cup, you're going to be coming under Sepp Blatter type of fire, if you don't mind me saying.
2: I think you're probably right, but I can't see anything beating cheddar. It's the most popular cheese in the world. We sell 330,000 tons
1: of it a year. I can't see anything knocking it. That's the thing. Hopefully, yeah, you don't have to live with that in a few weeks. So,
2: so with the backlash and the abuse of so far that I've got just from non-sort of World Cup related stuff, yeah, it may be come That's... next Saturday when the final finishes. It may just be right click and then delete account. <laughs> it, it really does <laughs> make
0: you think, doesn't it? That there's you, I mean, you're doing a great thing on Twitter. You're making people laugh. And, you you know, you're asking questions and just engaging people, like you say, with the vegan, you're being inclusive. It makes you think what type of mentalities of people who sit there and take offence and want to give you abuse on something as innocent as, what's your favourite cheese? It just boggles my mind.
2: I think it's just the personalities of some people prefer. They, they think that... It's just that somebody, some people just want a reaction. So if they drop the C-bomb and say, oh, you're a pedophile, blah, 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 hashtag cheese gate, I think that's just the way of them looking to get a reaction. Some people just want a reaction, positive or negative. But um, to be honest, like you say, the replies are the, the main reason I do it. It's lovely when a celebrity does decide to reply and tell me what their favourite cheese is. But there's probably been 50-plus people that have sent me inbox messages to say, oh, thank you for your thing. Your it's quite sort of a nice, light-hearted thing. And obviously the times of doom and gloom and that's kind of the main reason I've pursued it yeah. as opposed to a, an underlying cheese fetish fantastic
0: <laughs> and we're just going to play a little bit of a game now Uh, If you don't mind, I'll describe a cheese and you have to tell me what it is. Is that okay? Oh,
2: yeah. I must say, though, obviously, I think people have oversold my knowledge in cheese. (laughs) They've asked me so many questions. I probably have learned more in the last eight weeks than I did for two years selling the stuff. (laughs) The research I've had to do to answer people's questions. So, yeah, my cheese knowledge. If you say it's yellow and it tastes a bit like cheddar, I might be able to answer. But anything more in depth, I think I'm going to fail miserably at this. But let's
1: go. Is that paper? I can hear you screwing up,
0: up, Russ. Well, that was my first question, yeah. So thanks, George. <laughs> so I'll move on to my second question. My country of origin is France. My rind is bloomy, and my colour is cream. Who am I?
2: Oh, that's an easy one. That that's um that's got to be Brie. Get it?
1: Correct. Get it. Oh yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> you got that right, Joe.
0: Um, okay, second one. My my region is Somerset. My fat content is nine grams per hundred grams. <laughs> My color is pale yellow and my flame, flavor is creamy sharp. Who am I?
2: I'm going to guess Wensleydale.
0: Ooh, cheddar.
2: Cheddar. Okay. Cheddar. Oh, my favorite cheese as well. You think I would have known that? Sorry. Did, <laughs> some, did, did somebody interrupt the recording there? With, this <laughs> I can't you. Sorry. Fair enough. Uh,
0: and, the, and the third one I'm semi hard. Oh. My texture is smooth, my rind is waxed, and my flavour is salty and sweet. Who am I?
2: Oh, I am I would assume, I'm kind of thinking, well, that takes about five different semi-soft cheeses, but I'm, to now, I think I would guess Gouda? Baby Bell. Oh, geez, he's, chucked be... the bay, he's chucked a baby bell in. Now, oh, to be no. fair, that does make your description. Uh, uh.
1: One out of so three, yeah,
2: go. yeah, sure. Controvers-
0: Controversial. <laughs> 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 Sounds like the cheese man. Knows F all about cheese. But... <laughs> okay, I'll give you one more to claw back some credibility. Here we go. All make it I worse have... if he gets it oh, wrong. Yeah. Make it I was going
2: to say one. I'm, I was, one out of three. Doesn't sound as bad as one out of four. So I'm more than happy to quit while I'm rather far behind.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll help you with this one. My country is England. My family is blue. I'm semi-soft and blue vined. Blue vined. Yeah. My f- fat content is 35%. My rind is natural. My colour is blue. And my flavour is spicy and strong. Who am I? Spicy. If it if it's not Stilton, I think I'm just gonna have to uh
2: to go and have a long word with myself.
0: Thank God for that. Yes, it's
2: Yeah. It G- 50% 12, mate. Uh 12 years ago, I'll tell you. Um, I was just put more notice when I was flogging the stuff. <laughs> The thing is great there is a very large misconception that a cheesemonger has anything to do with making cheese because did you know what somebody who makes cheese is called go on the cheesemaker not very original but that's <laughs> what it is the cheesemaker. no 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 it's quite a boring title but um yeah I've literally had no inclination to see the cheese making process I know nothing about cheese making so uh yeah not quite not very good for the so called online cheese master so yeah apologies gent
1: you're more of the um... What do you call it? Like you know, the celebrities that advertise the product, like say, uh, Philip Schofield reading for We Buy Any Car. I don't think he's ever used that website, but do you know what I mean?
2: Oh no, completely. Yeah, yeah. Thick as yeah. pig shit. But I like to eat the stuff. Is what You're we're on basically. of
1: cheese on Twitter, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Thank you very much, you much. Make please. it
1: or not, and long mate, continue.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Well, that's it for me, Matt, unless you've got any more questions to ask. Um, I think that's everything, Joe. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, thank you for joining us, Joe. You've really helped us out. You've, you've brought a lot of attention to our podcast, and we really appreciate it, and it's been great to speak to you. Oh,
2: it's been great. Thank you for having me on, and anybody listening who's not listened to the previous episodes are absolutely fantastic, so make sure you do before you – well, I was going to say make sure you do before you get to this one, but if you've got to this point, too late. So,
0: (laughs) thank you. Thanks, Joe. Joe. We really appreciate it. Cheers,
2: gents. Cheers, Matt. Cheers, Ross. Cheers, Joe. Thanks, Joe.
0: So, thanks to Joe for that amazing interview. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, don't you, Matt? I
1: absolutely enjoyed it, Russ. I've never interviewed anyone in my life, and that was just so much fun. What a great guy. Yeah, funny. I mean, I've interviewed people at work for jobs. And it was totally different to that, but that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's brilliant. And hopefully this, uh, cheese adventure will continue for much longer because, you know, he's just, he, I just really enjoyed that. And I just hope the people listening enjoyed it too.
0: So that was our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it as much as we did. We'll try and get another episode out next week. We haven't thought of a topic yet, but look out for it on Twitter and we'll put something up as soon as we thought of something. And, uh, yeah, take care, everyone, and stay safe. Okay,
1: see you, man. Thank you. See you, Russ. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.